The arc of human history is long, and it's always progressive. We're on a spiral, and as we climb higher, there are periods where it looks like we're going backwards. We're not. Please don't lose focus and hope at the time we need to maintain it most. Don't forget the basic principles of manifestation. Our thoughts have power. What we believe and hold in our hearts and minds is what we create. This is not about psychic predictions. Every one of us has free will and collectively we create our reality. And we are creating our future in our minds right now. It's important to hold within yourself what you want to see reflected in the collective. It's not magic. Your neighbor sees you modeling a certain behavior, high vibration or low, and they're affected by that. In political systems and free societies, the most literal representation of our ability to manifest is our vote. Ungodly amounts of people do not vote in the United States of America. It's probably our truly greatest embarrassment. This allows an ugly, hateful minority to have agency by simply not opposing them. We need to rally those who are depressed, sad, apathetic, don't care, don't think it matters. Most human beings are going to respond to your high vibration, your happiness, your capacity for joy, your ability to hold a vision for all of us that they may not have the creativity to see for themselves. Show them what a positive alternative looks like. Show others how it's done. You don't tell them. You don't make them do anything. You turn your light on and you make it as bright as you can. They will also respond to your righteous rage. Burn bright. Having a vision of a better world is not just about being nice and thinking nice thoughts and hoping the bad storm will blow over. You want to see rage plus hope in action? You want to participate in a mass demonstration of like-minded souls? Vote. Vote in overwhelming numbers that cannot be manipulated. The time to register to vote in November is now. Those deadlines are closing in in a lot of places. And even if you've been registered for years, please check your registration ASAP. It takes 30 seconds. Go to vote.org and click on Am I Registered to Vote? Thanks for listening to Shift Your Spirits. I'm Slade Robertson. For 12 years, I've been a professional intuitive and personal development blogger. I try to talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Saturday, October 6, 2018, as I record this introduction. This week, I have a solo episode where I'm talking about what it was like for me to go through what a lot of people call a quote-unquote spiritual awakening, and I'm attempting to give some advice or guidance for those who might be experiencing this phenomenon right now. I don't want this to come across as me talking about how woke I am because that would be ridiculous and pretentious and really not all that accurate. But I did go through something that I think a lot of you can recognize. As always, there's an oracle segment at the end of the show, so be thinking about a question or a concern you have. Hold it in your mind, and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra channeled message. 
In personal news, I am getting ready to go on a trip this week to New Orleans for the first time in almost 30 years. Um, I have a lot of friends this year who are turning 50. I'm kind of the youngest of my friend group, like people who graduated my age, uh, my grade, um, because I have a birthday in the summer. So I tend to be just like six months to a year younger than a lot of people I know, and everyone has been turning 50. And uh, this is a trip for my friend Kiki, who's having people come from all over the country. I don't know if anyone's coming from outside the country, but there are multiple Airbnb houses um, in New Orleans that we're staying in, and there's like 30 people coming or something. It's it's really insane. Um, and I am actually kind of living vicariously through everyone else's uh, 50th birthday milestone events, I am really feeling the pressure to even live up to to some of what I've participated in here in the last couple of years. So we'll see what what happens with me. I've still got like 10 months to figure it out. But um, right now, this moment, this weekend, I'm really just scrambling to do all my work before traveling. Um, You know, the cool thing about my schedule is that it's super flexible. Um, I can afford to take off and do things when I need to, but whatever it is that I normally have to do has to be done. So if I have to do something, you know, this week leading up to the next week, then I have to do it all in advance. So there's usually a lot of hectic energy that happens right before I travel. So I'm kind of in that right now. Um, so I'm probably going to just keep this introduction pretty short. Uh, you're about to listen to me for the next little bit anyway. Um, before I forget, I do want to say a quick thank you to my newest supporters on Patreon. Kinley Redfern came in at the mastery level, which is super cool. Elizabeth Zamorski and Hillary Parker, also new pledges. Thank you. Um, I also want to say thanks to all of you who continue to pledge your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and want it to continue. It's very encouraging to me, so thank you. Listeners who support the show on Patreon can access a guided meditation called Messages from Your Spirit Guides, exclusive bonus episodes, and there's also a mastery level of support where you can download one of my courses for free each month. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access all the extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. At the time of this recording, at the beginning of October 2018, the Shift Your Spirits community group on Facebook has been open for about a month, and we already have over 400 people in there, which is very cool. I see a lot of conversation that indicates some people, maybe a lot of you, are in the midst of experiencing a psychic awakening or a spiritual transformation at this time, like you're in the midst of it. And when I spoke with Lisa Campion on a recent interview about her book, The Art of Psychic Reiki, something she said also brought this up. She talked about the book being for people that she encounters who are being opened up and they're afraid of what's happening and they experience some kind of 
resistance to it. So they start to open up and then they immediately start to back away from that. And I forget sometimes. It's been 15 years for me since I experienced what I would call a spiritual awakening or a, a transformation or a psychic awakening. And I've so moved on from that experience in so many different aspects of my life. It's just not a state that you would want to sustain or live inside for a long period of time. So one of the things, the first thing that I want to say to everyone who is starting to open and thinking that somehow stepping into that is going to mean going deeper and deeper and deeper into the experience that you're having right now. And I want you to know that that is not accurate. Um, you don't... It's It's kind of like opening a hot oven and there's like this blast of heat that comes out. But the longer that that oven door stays open, sort of the cooler that the temperatures are going to get overall and that there's going to be a kind of equilibrium that happens over time. So you're not stepping into some huge furnace of spiritual activity where you're going to get blasted like you do kind of at the beginning. So I just want you to know this is not a lasting state if you're experiencing that beginning part of it. Like with a lot of trauma, there's a part of me that just got rid of so many of those darker memories and the painful stuff and I just retained the story, you know, the the more beautiful benefit of it all, whatever remained. Um it's said that we tend to, over long periods of time, remember the good stuff. And so I really only remember the takeaways and the story that I tell about what happened to me. The darker parts of it have become a little bit of a soundbite in a way because I've talked about it on so many radio shows and so many interviews. It almost really sounds like something that happened to someone else at this point, to tell you the truth. And if that brings you some comfort and relief, it should, because this is a crucible. It's a crunch time, but it's not something that's going to last forever. You're going to move through it. Uh, the best thing to do is to move through it. So I wanted to try to go back, though, and speak to that experience for those of you who are in the throes of some kind of darker period right now, um, but one that you do sense is connected to a spiritual transformation. The bad news is you may be experiencing this transformation and not quite yet aware that it's connected to something positive, or it may not feel like it at all. Um, the concept of awakening means different things to different people. I'm just going to take a stab at sharing some thoughts here in this moment without much scripting or planning and just hope something useful comes through for you. Usually when I hear these stories, you, you hear me ask a lot of people that I interview on the show to talk about that turning point, that milestone, awakening, when did things shift for you? What were you doing that you then changed? There's always this switch that happens. I think of it as a switch, like a light switch being turned on is the terminology that I would use. Um, it's like a glaring overhead light in a scary dark basement maybe or an attic, but it is like a light being turned on. Other people talk about dark night of the soul and, um, 
it there usually is darkness. There just is. It's a shedding of some kind, a breakdown, a stripping away, a transformation. Those are common elements. So if you're experiencing that, you're in good company. Um, it always makes me think of the Richard Bach quote, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. When I was going through this awakening period, when I had my switch, you've heard me talk about my stroke and how that was a big catalyst for sort of forcing me to reprioritize everything in my life. And I think that there is often disease or mortality, um, confrontation, something really, really big in a lot of people's awakening stories um, like that. Something that causes you to reprioritize and recompartmentalize uh, the things in your life and the relationships that you have, the direction you're going, everything um, goes under scrutiny. But our transcriptionist, actually, Linda, had recently asked me if I could talk about my actual experiences during that time period. Like you've heard about, oh, you know, the stroke sent me into this whirlwind of psychic phenomenon and then I came back out and ta-da, it was hard, but now I'm a professional intuitive. And she was kind of giving me some of her recommendations or requests for future show topics. And she was like, I want to know what happened in that in between part. And so I'm I'm trying to think of, you know, what components or features uh, go along with those experiences. And I'm just going to tell you about mine mostly. But I'll definitely say that the Claire's felt more exaggerated and pronounced, like nerves coming back online or like um, something being used for the first time that's brand new. So it's um, shinier and um, more. there's more novelty associated with it. It just feels more like a big deal. So for instance, clairvoyance or clairaudience, experience of seeing orbs or hearing, you know, voices. And those voices don't have to be external. It could just be there's a presence of a a still small voice or the higher self you become aware of. There's someone speaking to me. There's something that's speaking to me in my own voice that sounds different what is that about? And and you start to focus on it. So there's just a lot of attention on the Claire's. It's like suddenly um, you're, you've been plugged in and all your antenna are super sensitive and, and really extended. And these experiences are new or they're new at the volume and the level that they're happening at. So they feel like you're in the midst of a storm of, of psychic phenomenon. So I think that's probably what Lisa and I were speaking about when we talked about the people who open that door and then go, oh, shit, you know, like, this is a lot. I don't know that I can handle this. That's why I wanted to say, I don't think that really lasts. I th- am thinking back to the moment when I felt like there was literally just spirits in my house everywhere all the time. And um, how freaked out I probably was relative to what my daily life is like now. So um, if you're experiencing all that, um, it's fine. 
you know, it, it's kind of supposed to happen and I don't think it lasts. So don't freak out and think that you're just going to be tripping psychedelic for the rest of your life. It, it, it calms down. Um, also, experiences were much more intense with my guides. I was overly focused on who was there, differentiating them from one another, figuring out who the, they were individually, where they came from, when they came in, how they were connected to me, what they wanted to know, which ones worked on certain parts of my life. Like I was really into the whole family tree of, of, of psychic uh, spiritual guides and um, spent a lot of time um, focusing on where they were relative to my body. Like there was something that I used to notice there was positions that they took. And it's interesting because I knew I was going to talk about this this morning. Uh, but last night, uh, my friend Jeff, my psychic friend Jeff, who I met at an angel therapy practitioners conference in Hawaii, um, at the time that I was about to write my automatic intuition program, Jeff was experiencing this awakening at the moment that we met. And last night he was texting me and he started talking about um, the the Reiki show with, with Lisa Campion and that idea of like, you know, people doing Reiki and then having everything be really turned on all of a sudden and, and having this expanded experience and awareness. And he texted me to talk about that. And he brought up the fact that we'd had a conversation about guide formations and how excited he was to realize that his guides were oriented around him kind of like flying geese in a V formation. And I was like, yay, um, you know, I was really excited for him because they do kind of exist in this formation, or at least if you study where they are relative to you, you'll notice there is a formation present. I said they remind me of like a YouTube band photo <laughs> or like, a, you know, one of those album covers where like everyone in the band is in profile, you know, in a descending order away from the camera or something like mine kind of have a little bit of that vibe. I also used to notice when I would do readings for people, I would imagine I was looking down at the top of their head and I would see guides relative to them almost the way we do a graphic depiction of the solar system, right? So with the person like a sun and then there are these planets kind of orbiting around them. Some are closer to others. Some always appear on the right side of the body. There's a lot of different things that those things mean, by the way. Um, mediums are especially interested in spirits that show up on certain types sides of the body because that can somehow indicate which side of your family that they're from, for instance, or um, issues that you have energetically that may be connected to your parents will manifest on a different parts of the body. So there's just this overwhelming interest in guides. Like you've just discovered that you have them and you're obsessed with them and you want to know their names and which ones are aliens and which ones are angels and you know, who among them um, have lived on earth and at what time period and why do they look like they're from certain cultures, all of that, right? Um, and I think that's normal. I went through uh, a period of that for sure. And that really kind of started me on the whole Shifter Spirits thing was writing about 
those experiences. So another thing that happened a lot during the awakening period for me was the frequency of signs and synchronicity. It was really profoundly creepy. Like the amount of synchronicity that I would experience would just be constant. It was like I felt like someone or something or the universe itself was trying to communicate with me pretty much 24-7. I was in this enormous scavenger hunt of clues about psychic phenomenon and you know who humanity are within the galactic order of things and you know like all that kind of stuff like big philosophical stuff I felt like I was that crazy prophet person who was receiving messages from God you know what I mean that person Um, just you know ready to start my own cult not really I say that jokingly but um, when we think about the crazy person on the corner who's ranting about you know the end of the world and all that I always wonder if maybe they're just experiencing that phenomenon. Um, I think I think the people who don't have um, mental health filters in place that allow them to keep it in the house probably go out to the street corner. And then the rest of us are just kind of hiding in the bedroom on the internet, right? Talking to people in the Shifter Spirits community. So I just have to say that I was... A little bit obsessed with all the bits and pieces. You know, number signs happened all the time. I have to say, you know, here about six months ago, I had a month um, recently where I saw number signs all day, every day for just like a month. And and I still honestly don't even know what that was about. I was like, why is this number thing back? The number thing happened in a big way uh, 15 years ago. So that's probably something that you're noticing and experiencing. And, you know, look it up. I have a page on my site for what those number combinations mean. Some people call them angel numbers. I think I have a good web link for that. I'll um, try to remember to put in the show notes so you can look up, you know, what those um, sequences are indicating to you. Anyway, I was just generally constantly researching stuff, which I'm sure you are doing as well. I was a bit of a shut-in at the time, unemployed. Um, You know, I had a patch over my eye. I was partially paralyzed, and I was on the computer 24-7. I was that person who ate Hot Pockets at their computer desk, and I would just stay up all kinds of hours and collapse when I was exhausted, but most of my energy, if it wasn't spent learning how to code, I was going on these magic carpet rides, is what I call them, on the internet, which is where you go on this synchronicity link hopping experience where you look something up on the internet and then you see a link to something else and you see a link to something else and by the next morning when the gray light of dawn is seeping behind your curtains, you realize like, wow, you know, like you feel like you've traveled the galaxy or something and you've picked up all this stuff and you have all these new questions. And um, that that whole experience, I think, is 
kind of part of the awakening. Uh, the internet is definitely playing a big part of this because it connects us with other people that are having the experience. It gives us somewhere to go, um, to ask questions, and to um, we want to know what what it means and what it means to other people. It's really important to us to feel that someone else has seen the same things that we've seen, right? Um, or thought the same thing that we've thought. And uh, so I think that's part of what I was observing a little bit in the Shift Your Spirits community um, and realizing, oh, you know, I need to talk about this a little bit. I'm forgetting that everyone's not 15 years down the road and kind of like chill about it anymore. Um, I, I've said this before. Being a professional intuitive has not led to more intensity, more complexity, more psychic phenomenon, more layers of crazy, and more magic carpet rides. My experiences are greatly simplified at this point. It's all calmer. It's more practical. It's part of my daily life. I um, I often say to people who work with me in automatic intuition that they come in thinking they're starting to see, you know, all these complex bits and pieces. And if they, they go further in, they're going to see more and more. And if they go further in from that, it's going to be just even more. And it's just going to get deeper and crazier. And it doesn't. The exact opposite happens. It all starts, starts to sort of neatly fold together like, I don't know, insect wings or something. It just sort of all collapses. All that color and complexity and fractal imagery just starts to sort of close into a singularity and there's just a nice calm ball of it all that hovers around you know and I can sort of tap on it if I need to I don't even really think about it it's just there right and so I use that energy source that information source um for other aspects of my life, right? Like what else would it be there for if we're not supposed to use it in some way? It's not just about just going and standing in the middle of a nuclear reactor, you know? It's got to be attached to something practical. Um, uh, one thing that I will say is I've also become a lot more adept at protection and energy management. Those are big things. That's a big part of what you learn how to do to calm the storm and to process and manage everything. I forget, you know, that some people are at that crisis point and that they're experiencing this sort of whirling tornado around them and they're posting a question to me in, in you know, the Facebook group or something and, and they're posting from that realm, from that experience. They're like deep in the middle of the crazy, in the eye of the storm, so to speak. And so I, I, I wanted to kind of approach this conversation is what's my advice you know to you if you're experiencing this what can I tell you I really can't tell you what to do in a general blanket way right it's so different for each individual person so the generalizations are going to be general but all I can do is talk about my experience and share what I would have done differently maybe if I had it to do over or you know what I wish I had known while it was going on that would have been comforting to me um 
a lot of it, honestly, I wouldn't change at all. Even the shitty stuff, you know, I lived through it. That was part of the process. And I think surviving it may be really the only point of it all um, is, you know, surviving it and undergoing that transformation is the point. So it's going to be uncomfortable. And now you do have this Shift Your Spirits community um, where you can connect to other people maybe who are experiencing these things or have experienced them before. So I'm not just trying to plug my own group. I mean, there's other groups on Facebook as well. Um, There are other forums out there on the internet. I do think that this is one of the things that social media does best. I think our technology um, enhances our uh, psychic collective. It allows us to mind meld and to do that whole thing about, oh, we're all one and, you know, humanity is ascending as a group, the best among us and the worst. Okay, well, so this is how we do that. This is how we all connect with one another and compare notes and organize, right? So, Here's the thing I want to say about that. Go somewhere where there's a lot of people who are experiencing what you're experiencing. Don't try to convince people who don't understand. Don't talk to the muggles in your life about magical stuff. I lost a lot of friends during that time 15 years ago. Some of them have come back around. um, And it's not their fault any more than it would have been mine. Um, They probably honestly thought I was losing my shit a little bit, you know, like I was going crazy. And I might have thought maybe I was going a little bit insane too, with one exception. There were gentle, loving, empowering, supportive voices and messages coming through it all. And that's the part you need to focus on. Don't worry about the weird darting orbs in the corner or whatever it is. Um, Focus on What's the higher self telling you? What's the creative force in the universe telling you? What do your guides have to say to you? Um, One of the best ways to get at that, other than connecting to other people who are experiencing it and um, comparing notes and getting affirmation from them, is journal. You know, try to capture some of the information that's coming through for you. Write everything down that you can. Not because it's useful necessarily. I never published all that madness. Um, None of my manic writing during that time went on to really become blog posts or anything. It's just for processing and for exercising your practice and developing a sense of how to connect to your channel and to um, bring through some of that truth for yourself. The other really big piece of advice that I didn't have um, that I would go back in time and give to myself for sure is the idea of grounding. The impulse when you're experiencing all this stuff in your divine crown and your heart chakra and your third eye, it's all upper chakra kind of stuff. The impulse is to spend all your time in the upper chakras. Go higher, go higher, astral project, leave your body, 
wander around the galaxy and then come back in and, you know, live in the divine crown, live in the third eye, stay up, up, up all the time. And the thing that I want to say about that is you will end up really frazzled and fried and feeling really scattered if you do that all the time. Most people who are working on their psychic development and their personal development are trying, trying, trying to do all this plate spinning way up here, up in the air, all the time. And you gotta ground all that energy, you know, at least once a day, if not more. Um, You will naturally be drawn to all that upper chakra stuff if this is happening to you and you're interested in meditating and communicating with your guides and learning how to use your abilities and all that good stuff, that's aspirational. So the thing that you most need to remind yourself to include in all of that is a grounding practice of some kind. Energy clearing, you know, Um, rebooting, unplugging, taking it all the way back down, plug it back in, bring it back online slowly. And connected with all of that are the basics, food, sleep, fitness. You need to eat well. You need to feed your body. You know, if you're going to go traveling around the universe in this psychic spaceship of your mind, it needs to be cared for. Um, It needs to be energized and protected and running really well so that you don't have some kind of Star Trek disaster out there. So um, think about, you know, yes, you're a human experience, you're a spiritual being having a human experience and the human body is a vessel. So it's your vehicle. Take really good care of it. Food, sleep, fitness, exercise, really simple stuff. Go for walks in nature. Um, Another thing that I want to say, and this is a touchy one, Be very careful that you understand where you are in this. But I don't want everyone to assume that they're depressed. Don't assume that what is happening to you is that you're depressed or schizophrenic or manic depressive, bipolar. Just don't automatically assume that that is what's happening or that this is an indication of some kind of mental illness issue. Um, I think some of that stuff would have shown up much earlier in your life. It, it, if it is a clinical issue, you can trace it back to your whole lifetime. So be aware of that. Yeah, maybe you're feeling a little bit more depressed and wigged out right now, but have you been depressed consistently since you were a teenager? Well, then you might be depressed. But don't just assume that all of this stuff is indicating some kind of mental illness. I get it. That's where part of my mind would go, except I kept going there over decades, you know, from the time I was a teenager. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to tell anyone I hear stuff or see things because then they're going to think that I'm insane and I'm going to get, you know, put in a straitjacket and locked away in a psychiatric hospital. I had those fears for real. Meanwhile, I'm making A's, you know, and I have good grades and I have friends and social life and I live a normal life. So those experiences are happening along with um, 
living a generally happy functional life. So it would be something else entirely had those things been debilitating to me in some way. But they did keep coming back up. Oh, there's that stuff again. There's that stuff again. Well, it kept coming up in context um, with this kind of spiritual awakening phenomenon attached to it. And so at some point, it just became that, and that's what I dealt with it as. Um I would never advise anyone not to seek psychotherapy or psychiatric help. Um, Honestly, though, if you do go to a therapist talking about spirit guides and messages and clues about the ascensions of humanity and their protocols require them to treat you in a certain way and they don't have a paradigm for supporting you in what's happening to you unless they are specifically... um, trained in in clinical therapy and also, you know, a spiritual person themselves. There are lots of special people out there who can do both. But just be aware of the fact that not every therapist is going to react to you having a spiritual awakening in the way that you want them to. Um, So I would say about all that, do get some feedback from outside your own head. Uh, Those of us in our online community will definitely tell you if you need to be in AA or going to therapy or if you need to see a doctor because that sounds like a medical issue. Um, Put it out there. You know, say, this is what's happening to me. What do you guys think? I've seen it happen before um, where someone puts a really manic, disturbing message online about how they're, you know, everything is clear to them now and they know what they're supposed to do. and, And it's crazy pants and it's obvious to those of us who are observing it and I was really impressed to see everyone very gently coming in and saying you know what this sounds like a medical issue this sounds like a clinical psychiatric issue Um, so many people recognized it for what it was and chimed in and very gently guided the person towards that solution so I want you to know that if you have a question before you go ask the therapist, maybe ask us, do you think I'm losing my shit? And we will honestly tell you, you know what, honey, I think you really should go talk to someone about this. This could be a medical issue, you know? Um, so get some feedback outside your own head and not from Googling it. Um, talk to some real people online who you feel safe in sharing this kind of stuff with. It doesn't, again, have to be in my community, um, but in a community of like-minded souls. Speaking of AA, because that just popped out, so maybe somebody's supposed to hear that, wasn't an example that I planned to use. If you're going through a spiritual awakening, you probably don't want to muddy the water with substances, um, now is probably the time to practice sobriety, not necessarily mind expansion. Because if your mind is expanding, if you're really truly having some kind of spiritual awakening right now, you more than anything require basic wellness and self-care, not experimentation. Um, there is a time and a place for your ayahuasca journey and your, you know, peep, peace pipe ceremony and you know shamanic vision quests all that kind of stuff there there are times and places for that but um do question that a good default position for if all this stuff is coming at you and it's kind of freaking you out a little bit you know what 
that's the time to um, clean up the substances, maybe even nutritionally as well. Um, but, you know, be kind and gentle to yourself. Don't go on some just crazy, weird diets or, you know, something like that. Um, but I do want to say take the drinking and the pot smoking out of the equation for a minute. Um, if you're resistant to that and you can't do without it, then you absolutely do have an issue. Um, for your own sake, though, what I'm really concerned with is I don't want you to create a scenario where there's the slightest doubt that maybe you're hallucinating or maybe this is the lingering effects of the fact that you've been stoned 30 days straight. And so, of course, you're seeing things out of the corner of your eye, you know, um, because what that does is it undermines your intuition. It undermines the legitimate psychic phenomenon that might be happening to you and makes you unsure which is which. It's not that you can't be high and have a spiritual experience, but you are complicating that compartmentalization, that taxonomy, that sorting through and saying, okay, this over here is my claircognizant experiences and this over here is what happens to me because I'm an empath. And, you know, you're trying to put labels on a lot of that stuff and organize it for yourself within your psyche, within your mind. So don't confuse that system by having a big box of well this could be because I'm high you know what I mean like we need to get rid of that box at least for a couple months or whatever it might be you know what at best it fogs up the windshield if your you know third eye is coming online yeah you can smoke some weed and it might make the aura rainbows shimmer a little bit more I've always said that I kind of feel like um, psychotropic substances just kind of turn up the volume on a very normal, real psychic experience that you can have raw-brained, so to speak. Um, it doesn't cause you to have them. It doesn't supplement them. It doesn't become a substitute. It just kind of blows it up a little bit or dials it in higher. So, you know what? At best, it fogs up the windshield. Think about it that way. Listen, don't be too quick to join a group or to follow anyone. This would be a good time to be open-minded and explore a lot of options without committing in other words, don't, you know, join the first cult that asked you to. Um, don't make huge life decisions if you can avoid it. You know, relationships, breaking up, quitting jobs, changing careers, moving. All that stuff is likely to happen. And some of it could be a, a catalyst to um, that stripping away and that transformation. Your impulse may be to change everything now. It's like once you realize, oh, I'm on this path and I can see the way and I, I have a sense of all the things that need to change, I've got to just do it immediately. I want it all done tomorrow. And the reality is that it may take some time to get there. So take your time. You can't make all those changes all at once. Um, you can make a lot of them along the way down the road as they present to you. Listen, I did the burn it to the ground and crawl back out of the ashes the hard way routine, and I don't advise it. Um, you can still live through that if you've already done it. 
if you've already like lit the match um, and tossed it over your shoulder, it's okay. You'll be fine too. But if you haven't done that yet, don't <laughs> step away. Um, if you don't know what to do first or how to proceed or how to just like grab a life preserver in this moment and you feel like you're in the middle of a storm, uh, really, seriously, go listen to the Reboot Your Life episode. Do that. Do the reboot. It works for absolutely everything. Bringing your creativity back, enhancing your intuition, grounding the body. It does everything. It's it's a real catch-all. Um, and I want to say, you know, give yourself five years, maybe, to think of the time frame for how you're turning your life around. Um, it's a big ship, and you got to turn it around slowly. You know what? Maybe it's 10 years before you really feel like, oh, okay, I can look back and talk about this journey now. That's what I feel, you know? Um, It takes a while to sort of integrate all the information and to get a sense of where you're going with it and, and you follow the clues and it may be a while before you climb up over the horizon, you know? Um, Even then... You still won't know. You won't be in a state of discomfort anymore necessarily, but you won't necessarily also have it all figured out. Um, this is all uncomfortable stuff. It may be excruciating what you're experiencing right now. It's a birth process. You know, it's a caterpillar to butterfly thing. Remember also that nobody has all the answers. There's not an absolute truth available from human sources. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's channeled or whatever. It's just not. We're flawed vessels. We get bits and pieces. Um, even my opinion is just that. It's it's one opinion. Your guidance, your gut, your theories, your feelings are all valid. Your intentions are a priority. If you'll use your experience on behalf of other people in some way, that's a really good way to elevate it. Um, Find the right audience, the right group of people, and share your experience. Represent the other seekers. Be the person who does post your story, who does post your scary question or your vulnerable wonderings. be that person because if you choose to be the person who holds the the talking stick what you'll find out later is that you know there were 100 other people that you were speaking for without even realizing it so the universe will rise up to meet you when you do that um you will be given the resources it's like the energy will match your own Uh, Whatever you put into it will be matched if it is on behalf of other people. So there's a real power in um, doing this as an act of community. That's certainly true for me, and that's what I found, right? And the whole premise of this episode of me kind of observing what's going on in this community that I've put out there and, and I've attracted, I'm very aware of the fact that my platform is not just about me. It's about everyone else. Um, And that is a huge relief, actually. If you push these experiences away, they will come back. They'll come back in an escalated form. They'll come back bigger 
meaner, faster. You can choose the way that you want to change things proactively. So if you're given a clue, you know, this thing needs to go, this thing in my life, this person in my life is bad, I need to move away from that. Um, Make those changes from a a sense of free will and proactiveness because if you don't you will be forced to react it'll it'll be changed for you it'll be ripped away and maybe not in the best of circumstances so if you see the writing on the wall do follow those instructions if you feel that you just kind of have a wrecking ball aimed at your life um, I think that's normal but what you need to focus on is the concept of renovation right? Like if you're going to redo everything in your house, it's going to be a big mess. The demolition is just part of the process. Um, This idea of being opened up and being afraid of what's happening and resisting it and wanting to back away from it and not sure, you can't go around it. You can't go over it, under it. Honestly, the quickest, safest way to get there is just to go through it. The only way out is to go so far in that you come out the other side. When I was awakening makes it sound like I'm woke (laughs) or that I think I am, and I'm not. I'm still waking up to this experience and figuring it out as I go. I will say this. I'm kinder, more tolerant. I'm less self-absorbed. I'm more health conscious. I'm more forgiving. I'm more grateful. I'm less perfect. I'm more in surrender. I have less expectations and more hope. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, or whatever app you use to access podcasts. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message in answer to a question or a concern you may have. So take a moment to think about that. Hold it in your mind or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. Show the world what an alternative looks like. Show others how it's done. You don't tell them. You don't make them do anything. You turn your light on and you make it as bright as you can. And I'll talk to you later.